chapter eight of five mice in a mouse trap by the man in the moon this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. five mice in a mouse trap by the man in the moon by laura e richards a story chapter it was quite late one evening when i slipped in at a window in the mouse trap to pay a visit to nibble and bright eyes nibble's bed a most intelligent piece of furniture walked in from the other room of its own accord as soon as i appeared so i had not even the trouble of calling it as for the two mice they fairly squeaked with delight when they saw me oh mr moonman they cried we thought you were never coming again where have you been all this long long time it is only a week since i last came little mice i replied and indeed i should have been here oftener but two of my pet children have been ill and i have been telling them stories every night to make the time pass more quickly oh tell us about them and tell us their names and tell us the stories you told them cried bright eyes eagerly and take us on another journey oh please added nimble jumping up and down with excitement how is a poor moon man to do everything at once i inquired in the first place there will be no travelling to-night let me tell you a very disagreeable wind has the watch to-night and i would not trust you in his hands yes he is a detestable fellow very different from our seven little friends of the other night he actually tried to blow out my lantern which is a piece of impudence i have seldom met with you shall hear a story about him if you will for only last night i was telling one to marie and emile yes yes cried the mice we should like it above all things but first tell us a little about marie and emile are they the two children who have been ill yes i replied they are french children and they live in a seaboard town in the south of france that is they live there about half the time the other half they spend on the water in their father's yacht their father is a rich man who has a passion for the sea and likes to spend most of his time on it and he takes his little boy and girl with him on many of his yacht voyages for they are as fond of the water as he is and they have no mother oh sighed nibble i wish uncle jack had a yacht and a passion for the sea that would be admirable said i two children on a yacht are all very well but if there were five the captain and all the crew would jump overboard and drown themselves i fancy certainly marie and emile are very happy on board the victoria marie has a cabin of her own and the prettiest little room you can imagine where she sits and reads or swings in her hammock when she is tired of staying on deck the sailors are devoted to them and now that they are ill on shore the big captain jacques Legros, goes every day up to the house to ask if the little angels are better what is the matter with them asked bright eyes and shall we have the story now if you please you shall have the story now i said and they have had the scarlet fever but are doing very well hear that angry wind outside how he howls and shakes the window frame he knows i am going to tell you about his misdeeds howl away my friend you can do us no harm so then i told the mice the following story first 
however i showed them a picture of marie which i happened to have in my pocket they thought she was a very pretty little girl what do you think the story of the wind the great tree stood out in the green meadow all alone no other trees dared to come near him he was so strong and tall and grand but for all that he was kind and gentle and never would hurt anything one morning the great tree awoke from his long winter sleep and found the snow all gone and the sun shining bright and warm as if it were june instead of the first of april on his branches were sitting a flock of little birds and it was their chirping and twittering that had waked him chippity whippity pip pip cheepy peepy weep wee they said and that meant wake up old tree spring has sent us to call you she is coming directly and she wants you to get your leaves out as soon as possible as she has forgotten her parasol and wants some shade for her pretty head the great tree nodded his head and said tell my lady spring that i will be ready and then he shook his branches and called out little leaves little children open your buds and come out come out and one by one the little buds with which the branches were covered opened and out popped the little leaves at first they shivered and wished themselves back in their warm little houses but the old tree spoke kindly to them and then the sunbeams came and kissed them so that they felt quite happy and even began to dance about a little on the branches and they said to each other how foolish we were to think of shutting ourselves up again in those close houses here we shall be free and happy and we will dance all day and all night just then they heard a soft voice whispering little leaves lovely leaves will you not dance with me and the little leaves said who are you that whispers so softly and the voice answered i am the wind and i have come to be your playfellow i can sing too and sweetly and we shall all be happy together so the wind sang them a low sweet song and then he danced with them and kissed them gently and played with them and they all said oh dear gentle wind how charming you are will you not play with us every day and make us happy but after the wind had flown away the old tree called to them and said my children beware of the wind for he is not to be trusted soft and gentle he is to-day but to-morrow he may be fierce and terrible play with him and dance with him but be always on your guard and the little leaves nodded their little heads and answered yes good father we will be careful well for many days the wind came to play with the leaves and every day they thought him more delightful such wonderful stories as he told them of all the strange countries he had seen in his wanderings the beautiful tropical islands where he slept all day in the palm-tree tops just waking in the evening to fan the cheeks of the dark-eyed southern ladies for an hour and then sinking to sleep again under the shining stars and the terrible northern seas with their fleets of icebergs whose pilot he loved to be guiding them hither and thither tossing the waves about and sporting with the seals and walruses on the flat ice cakes and some day little leaves he said you shall go with me to see these wonders not to the arctic seas for you are too tender and delicate to bear the cold but away to the south 
to the coral islands and the orange groves there you will see all the beauty of the world and will laugh at the thought of having been content in this dull meadow with its stupid daisies and buttercups and its paltry little brook also you will find many cousins there leaves such as you never dreamed of wonderful in size and shape and color say then little playmates will you come with me and see all these beautiful things and many more but the leaves shook their little heads and said no dear wind we love you and it would be delightful to go with you but we cannot leave our father tree who is so kind to us and loves us so dearly at first the wind seemed angry but soon he smiled and said never mind some day you will come some day and away he flew but oh the next time he came what a different wind he was no longer gentle playful caressing but fierce and rough and stormy he rushed at the great tree howling furiously he seized the little leaves and whirled and dashed them about trying to tear them from the branches and flung himself against the tree as if he would even loose his rooted hold on the ground but the leaves clung closer and closer trembling and shivering and the great tree braced himself and met the fierce blast bravely never losing an inch of his foothold and giving back blow for blow with his long powerful arms at last the wind was tired and flew away howling and moaning with anger and disappointment the little leaves were sadly frightened but their father tree comforted them and said courage my children i have fought many a battle with the wind and he has never beaten me yet only be brave and faithful and he cannot overcome you at first the leaves thought they never wanted to see or hear the wind again but a few days after to their great surprise he came again soft and gentle as he had used to be and he kissed them and sang to them and begged them to forgive his wicked temper and play with him once more he was so charming that they soon forgave him and soon forgot all about the storm and they danced and frolicked about gaily and listened again to the marvellous tales of far-off countries of palm groves and coral islands so the time went on and on the lady spring had gathered her green robes about her and passed on and her children the wildwood blossoms had followed her and now lady summer who had come in her stead with her arms full of peaches and pears and her gown covered with lovely garden flowers was almost ready to depart and stayed lingering calling and beckoning to her brother autumn who was following very slowly the leaves on the great tree had been very happy during lady summer's reign many a time it is true the wind had been angry with them because they refused to go away with him and again and again he had raged and stormed and tried to tear them away from their happy home but he was always very sorry after these fits of passion and they always forgave him readily for they loved him dearly one night one clear lovely night when all things were sleeping in the moonlight the wind came and whispered to the leaves so softly he came and so softly he spoke that they did not wake at first and he had to kiss them all before he could rouse them from their sleep hush darlings he said you must not wake the old tree for i have a secret to tell you which he must not hear 
something very wonderful is going to happen and i have come to tell you about it what is it dear wind oh what is it whispered the little leaves and they clustered together and listened well my darlings said the wind a very great personage is going to pass through this part of the country to-morrow night no less a personage than the celebrated frost the court painter of the great king winter he is one of the most famous painters in the world but he is also a great friend of mine and though he is in a hurry to join his royal master who has now left his arctic kingdom and is travelling southward he has kindly consented to do a great favour for you my darlings because i have told him how dearly i love you what is it dear wind oh what is it asked the little leaves again well said the wind i know you must be very tired of these dull green dresses they were well enough in the spring when they were new and fresh but now you have been wearing them all summer and they are dirty and soiled so i have persuaded my friend frost to stop here on his way through the meadow and to paint you all over with fresh new beautiful colors only think of it darlings think how lovely you will look all shining in crimson and gold now am i not a good friend and will you not all give me kisses for this oh yes yes indeed you good wind cried the leaves we will give you as many kisses as you want and we will thank you till you are tired of being thanked oh how delightful it will be and they danced about and about and they kissed the wind and he kissed them and now good-night he said remember not a word of this to the old tree for it would be a pity to rob him of the pleasure of such a charming surprise he flew away but the leaves were too happy to go to sleep again they whispered and chattered all night about their new dresses this one would have yellow and that one would have pink and that one scarlet while some of the older ones preferred a rich golden russet and when morning came they were still whispering and chattering and could think of nothing else all day at last the wished-for night came and a beautiful night it was very cool but perfectly still and brilliant with moonlight and starlight the little leaves waited and waited till they were oh so sleepy but no one came at length when their eyes were closing in spite of themselves they felt a sudden cold strike them a cold so intense that it almost took away their breath they looked up and saw advancing over the meadow towards them a strange figure which they knew in a moment must be that of the great frost he was very tall and thin and very pale and his long robe and his hair and his long curling moustaches looked exactly like silver indeed there was a silvery glitter all about and around him and as he passed lightly over the grass it too seemed to them to silver under his feet he came straight on came to the tree then without speaking a word he drew out a long silver brush which had been hidden beneath his robe and a palette covered with brilliant colors and began to paint the leaves but oh what a deadly chill struck through them when the silver brush touched them cold 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 and a kind of numbness and a heavy drowsiness began to creep over them but when they saw the gorgeous beauty of their new dresses they were very proud and tried to hold themselves up 
and not to give way to this strange weakness and faintness and at last oh at last the final touch was given and with one cold farewell glance from his bright sharp eyes the court painter of the great king winter passed on over the meadow soon morning broke and the leaves waking from their brief and uneasy slumber looked around to see the splendor in which they were arrayed how the sun stared at them when he rose he sent down a special sunbeam to give them his compliments and to say that he had never seen them look so charming oh very proud were the little leaves and very happy they thought but somehow they did not feel at all well the day was bright and warm and yet they were so cold so cold and the numbness and weakness still seemed creeping over them and would not now be shaken off and now the great tree awoke for he was apt to sleep late being very old but instead of being pleased as his children thought he would be when he saw their fine appearance he sighed and wept ah my children he said my poor unhappy children i see what has happened you have listened to the wind and the frost has been with you and now you will leave me and i shall be alone again as i have been so many many years oh no no father tree cried the leaves we will stay with you always but the old tree shook his head and said no my children it is too late you cannot choose now whether you will go or stay and soon soon i shall be left alone the little leaves did not understand this and they tried to forget the sad words and to be happy with their fine new dresses but still they were so cold so cold and still the drowsy numbness kept creeping creeping over them and each day they became weaker and weaker and one day oh one fearful day the wind came fiercely and furiously he flew across the meadow savagely he rushed at the great tree now he howled now little leaves will you come with me ha ha now will you come he clutched the leaves and they shivered and moaned and clung to the branches but alas their strength was gone they could no longer resist the blast and in a moment they were whirled away and away borne hither and thither on the wings of the mighty wind and at last dashed down on the earth to shiver and die in the cold and once more the great tree stood alone in the meadow End of chapter eight